Coming up on Shady Grove Radio. 1980 to 1991, those 11 years we were at Shady Grove were, I think we can both say, probably the best 11 years of our lives. I don't know whether this is something you, you want us to get out there or not, but, and I'll tell you something else too about Dixon Wood. And this, to this day, just tells you what kind of man he was. I remember some tremendous services in that church, Dan, where God came, people got saved, and great growth and great enthusiasm. It was, it was wonderful. But probably the hardest thing I ever had to do when I was at Shady Grove or at, or at any place for that matter. This is the day the Lord has made, and this is episode number 55 of Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins. Thanks so much for joining us. The voice you just heard was that of Pastor Don Milstead. Don and his wife, Carol, their two kids, Corey and Ben, were at Shady Grove from 1980 to 1991, where Pastor Don was the pastor, was the senior pastor there, and he began to add staff and served the 11 years there at Shady Grove. He started out, actually, I won't tell you who he started out with doing music, but you'll hear that later on, but later added Kim Fowler, Kim Dowdy Fowler, and then uh, Margaret Gasperson was added in, and those three were a very good team and had a very successful ministry at Shady Grove. I'll shut up. I'll let Don, Pastor Don Milstead, continue to tell you about the wonderful years that he spent at Shady Grove celebrating 150 years of Shady Grove Wesleyan Church. 1980 to 1991, those 11 years we were at Shady Grove were, I think we can both say, probably the best 11 years of our lives. Basically, our kids grew up there. And if you would ask them, where's your home? They would say Shady Grove. Wow. And, and I have, I have said, we both have said many times that the people at Shady Grove helped us raise our family. And Ben finished high school there and and went to Southern Wesleyan. And Corey went from kindergarten through the 10th grade there. I don't know whether you remember this or not. Your mother was my first staff person. Oh, I, uh, she she was our music director the first year we, we were there. Your dad was kind of between churches. And so that first year, now, Margaret Gatherson was also church secretary and youth director. But your mom was our music director that first year. And then your dad took a church that next summer. And that's when uh, we hired Kim Fowler. And Kim and Margaret were there the duration of my ministry, and we had a, we had I had a great time with all those ladies, including including your mom and dad that that <laughs> that year. You know, Margaret and Kim both. We kind of things just kind of fell together with those gals, and and they were just tops, and we just complimented each other. We we ended up having a forming a staff trio. And Margaret sang the outro. I think Kim sang soprano, and I sang tenor, and and we we sang quite a bit together as a trio. That was just a lot of fun. One thing, one going back to just starting at Shady Grove, we followed Dixon and Naomi Wood, who had been there 28 years. Wow! And you know he was he was just like an icon, you know, in North Carolina West District. He was just. A well-respected man, a very successful pastor, and 
I didn't know what in the world. <laughs> I didn't know what in the world I was getting into. I think Dixon uh, Wood kind of, kind of kept uh, in touch with what was going on and how the what the board was doing. And I happened to be playing golf with him, and and uh, we were in the golf course, and we rode out at Ocala. And most of the time, he called me by my last name. We we're out there playing golf, and he said, Bill said, he said, Shady Grove's going to give you a call, and you better accept it. And my golf game was ruined for that day. I'll bet it was. <laughs> what were you thinking when he said that? I thought he was joking. I thought he was. I really thought he was joking. You know, it turned out to be a just, I hope, a great experience for them. So, because it sure was a great experience for Carol and me and our children. Did you tell uh, Carol when you got home that that Dixon had said yeah, that? Yeah, I did. And I thought he was kidding. She thought I was kidding too. <laughs> so when Wade called you, what were you thinking then? You know, he he wanted to know if I would agree to come and meet with their board and talk about that. And you know, it just I I said yes, I, I'll I'll do that. I, I don't remember a lot that was said. I know that I had just thought about some things after Dixon would talk to me. I talked about some things I felt like uh, I'd like to do at Shady Grove. And so I just shared with them some ideas and plans. Newsletters were just catching on then. This church is strong enough and financially able to publish a newsletter. You know, talk to them about some ideas I had in music and uh, wanted to see a, a really thriving youth ministry. And we saw all those things happen. I think one of the funniest things that happened at a board meeting was when Reverend Lance had some questions. <laughs> you know, Reverend, you remember, you remember Lyman Lance? I knew him well. He was a uh, former pastor at Shady Grove. He was. Uh, but he was on the, he was on the board then. It, they told me, told this to me later. And uh, I don't know whether this is something you, you want us to <laughs> let him get out there or not, but he, he had made a statement and listen, we love Reverend Lance and his wife and we had a wonderful, wonderful time with them. He had made a statement in that. I was told later in that boardroom, he said, you know, 33 is, is awfully young for us to be calling a, a pastor that young. And so somebody on the board said, well, Reverend Lance, how old were you when you came here to be pastor? And said he, he started thinking and he thought a little bit, got a little smile on his face. He said, I was 33. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Reverend Lance, I don't know if he set that up because he thought it'd be funny or if he really slipped past him or not. But oh, I know. I know. And I'll tell you something else, too, about Dixon Wood. And this, to this day, just tells you what kind of man he was. See, I was just over, over at Providence, 17 miles away, the week before his last Sunday and my last Sunday. So he called me early that week, Dixon did, and he said, Don, what, what's your last Sunday going to be like? And I said, well, I started on Sunday morning. I'm going to finish on Sunday morning. We're going to have a, a service, a going away service, and they planned a a Sunday dinner, and then I'll be finished. He said, well, that's good. I said, really? <laughs> he said, yeah, because I want you to come out here and be with me 
for the service on Sunday night. I said, Dixon, I am not going to do that. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, that is your last service. You've been there 28 years and you're asking me to come out there and be a part of that service. And it's your last service. I said, I'm not going to do that. He said, oh, yes, you are. He wouldn't take no for an answer. And he said, here's what I want to do. He said, I'm going to speak, but I'm going to serve communion to the congregation. And I want you to assist me in serving communion. And I thought about it. Okay. I said, but I, I'll, I'm going to stipulate one thing. When the closing prayer is prayed for that service, I said, I'm going out the side door and going home. <laughs> I am not going to be there. He said, that's fine. He said, we'll do it that way then. I said, okay. Okay, Dan, here's, in retrospect, here's what he was doing. He was passing the mantle from him to me. And he was saying to those people, he did not, he just, he just said a word or two about me. He didn't go on about me at all but he was he was saying to those people this man has my blessing and i think that had a lot to do with the fact that you know i didn't have to eat drink or sleep dixon wood when i moved there in other words with those people that pastor wood said it was okay for me to be there then it was okay with them and i, I just thought you know I, I preached a sermon on on holiness I said, I want to close with one of the best illustrations that I know of, of holiness and action. And I told that story. That was the story I told. How this man is stepping aside and here is the man who's going to step in. And only a man with the right heart and the right spirit and the right relationship with God could do something like that. So he did it for me. And I will always be in debt to him. I remember some tremendous services in that church, Dan, where God came, people got saved. And I don't know how many members that we took in while I was there, but we just took in a bunch of members. I had great growth and great enthusiasm. It was, it was wonderful. But we had some we had some real tragedies there. You know, and I, I want to mention another couple, Gilbert and Olivia Hyde, as people who ministered to me. They ministered to me through their grief. You know, their son, Billy, we had been at, we had been at Shady Grove one year, and Billy was our youth president. Anytime Margaret Gasperson had any kind of youth functions going on, you'd see Billy's blue pickup truck in the parking lot. I mean, he had an old pickup truck and he was just the sweetest kindest young man you have ever known he went to southern westland to study for the ministry and uh, he had been there less than a month and uh, drowned in lake harpel he, he had he had not been back home since his mom and dad took him down there so that was the last time they ever saw him mm. and uh, brought his body home and had his funeral at Shady Grove. A lot of the people from the college came up to the service. He's, Billy's buried there in the cemetery, but Gilbert Hyde, God bless that man's heart. He, uh, there would be many Sundays after that where he would kind of stay around after church 
and he would say, or he would tell me, he said, I want to, I want to, I want to show you what God's been showing, teaching me lately. Dan, I still, he wrote some of these things down. I still got those notes in my file. You know what they say about grief or hard time, either make you bitter or make you better. Yeah. Well, it made Gilbert better. But probably the hardest thing I ever had to do when I was at Shady Grove or at, or at any place for that matter, I had to go over to his house, myself and George Gasperson, Margaret's husband, and Gerald Stack, who was Gilbert's brother-in-law. We went over to their house and to tell them that Billy was gone. And I, I just, oh my goodness, I, I can't. I just can't describe how tough, tough that was, but they helped Gilbert and Olivia helped all of us bear their grief because of the way they were, they were handling it. And they're still precious people to this day. They are he, that. Yes, they are. What wonderful people they are. You know, James Dobson wrote the book when God doesn't make sense. Well, uh, that was one of the times when, when God didn't make sense, but yep. God, uh, and I'll tell you what came out of that. One of the things that came out of that, we started the Billy Hine SWU scholarship fund and people started giving to that fund to help any student from Shady Grove who wanted to go to Southern Westland, give them a scholarship. And I can't remember how much, but it, it grew and grew and grew and people kept giving to that fund in Billy's memory. So there were kids out of that church who went to Southern Westland on money that came through that memorial fund for Billy. So that was one of the positives that came out of Billy's death. Yeah, then when we left Shady Grove, oh my goodness. That that was the toughest decision I ever made. Well, tell me about that. Okay. I was really, I was really struggling and I thought, tried to argue with the Lord that things are going great, but I just wasn't feeling, I, I unless you've been there, you just don't know. I mean, been in that, a, a situation like that, but I wasn't feeling good in my spirit. It was right in January, January of 91, I had talked to Wade and I told him, I said, Wade, I'm just, I'm just not, uh, I don't know whether God's tr- trying to get talking to me about moving or, and of course, Wade didn't want us to leave. And, and so we had a, we had a board meeting after that and the board had voted for us to stay. And I think we had, I think that was the year we had a church vote and we had it kind of early. It was a good vote. I had gone over to, uh, gone over to Wade's house, and I said, Wade, I, I'll accept the vote. And uh, it was a Sunday evening. I said, I'll accept the vote. And on my way home from his house, he lived on, out on Sandy Ridge Road. On the way home, I tell you, Dan, I had such a heaviness on me. It was like I could not breathe. And I walked in the house. And I sat down in the den and Carol was there. You said, and uh, she realized, she said, something's wrong. And I said, yeah, and I think I know what it is. I said, I think I've 
I've, I said, I think I've made the wrong decision. And I was sure of it. I told Carol and Corey, I think we're going to have to leave Shady Grove. And Corey loves Shady Grove. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Corey and Ben both. Corey said, well, Dad, if you want, if we're going to leave Shady Grove, that's fine with me because I don't like Northwest Gilbert High School and I'm ready for something. <laughs> and I thought, where in the world did that come from? I never <laughs> heard that before. But anyway, I drove back over to, I drove over to Wade's and I walked in the house and said, Wade, I made a bad mistake. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, Wade, I've got to go. I've got to leave. I've got to leave. And I, and I, that was it. We told the board, but oh my goodness, that was the longest six months of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sitting here feeling it. It took six months to say goodbye to people. how to best describe this there were some super mature christians in that church like i had never been around some of those people gave me good advice not not trying to tell me what to do and i can think of a couple of a couple of instances which i really can't really talk about but they said some things to me out of love and concern, I just felt like they they did it in the right spirit, in the spirit of Jesus, and I took it that way. And I and it it the, their advice turned out to be right on the money, and we just went right on. And I mean, those are kind of people I'm talking about. Yeah, a long time ago that. Most of those guys grew tobacco, but they, that's, that's, that's the only thing they knew. And I never, I always thought Lyman Lance told me this a long time ago. He said, when I pastored here, he said, everybody in the church grew, grew tobacco. And he said, somebody asked me about that one time. What you going to do with all those tobacco growers? He said, unless I can offer them an alter- alternative, I'm not going to say anything to them. Because that's all they know. And I thought, that's about as wise as anything I've ever heard. Yeah. He said, I don't have an alternative to offer them, and I'm sure not going to browbeat them about it. <laughs> so that's, you know, uh, and, but I have heard Kim and some of those, they, they worked with them raising tobacco and uh, working in those tobacco fields, how those guys would, would talk to them and give them good advice and, and all that. And just good, solid people, just good, solid people. And another saintly couple that I remember, I should have mentioned them right from the beginning is Reed and Irene Hyatt. Oh my goodness. He was a pig farmer. That man walked with God and his, his wife, they were wonderful people. I walk into their house and just like with Russell and Bessie Crutchfield, walk in their house and feel the presence of God. Wonderful people. Oh my wonder. Oh my goodness. Just tremendous people. Uh, saints. I would put them in the category of saints. 
I wonder if you would, if you guys would take a moment, do a pastoral prayer to close out here for Shady Grove and for the people that you knew and loved and still do there, the privilege of you pastoring there. Would you just just lead us in a pastoral prayer? I'll do that, Dan. I'll do that. Dear Lord, you have brought into mine and Carol's life many, many blessings. And perhaps the greatest of all blessings was the privilege you gave us to uh, live and pastor at Shady Grove. What a great blessing that was to us and how you guided our steps and how you came down on that place and blessed us and blessed the church and blessed the community through that church. We will always be indebted to your grace and goodness in our lives and in the lives of those precious people with whom we worshiped and associated with day by day, week by week. And we thank you. We can never thank you enough for the privilege we have and and the honor we had to to be there and to be counted as a pastor and pastor's wife of that fantastic, wonderful, spirit-filled congregation. We thank you and we ask your blessing on, on the church and on its history. Surely God's hand has been on that church from day one and still is. And I pray for the pastor and staff and all the congregation they will continue to grow and continue to build on such rich heritage, on godly heritage that that church has. And may the kingdom of God continually be advanced and may they continue to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I just give them to you and ask for your blessing to always rest upon them. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You have to say amen after a prayer like that. Thank you, Don and Carol, for joining us on this podcast. Thank you for listening. We are headed into Sunday, a celebration, November 14th, 150 years of Shady Grove Wesleyan Church. You don't want to miss that service coming up November the 14th, next Sunday at Shady Grove Wesleyan Church. And we're going to be releasing more podcasts this week. So stay tuned to Shady Grove Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins, and if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. Dan at shadygroveradio.com.